Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember Sips Don't Lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys, and welcome to episode two, Indecent Proposals. I'm Jenny, and I'm joined by my co-host Jane this evening. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about indecent proposals. So when someone has overstepped a boundary, or when someone you know has reached out with an inappropriate message, or even suggested an affair. So I've decided to pair this episode with a rosé. Rosé to me is a bit of a carefree, fun-loving wine. And I think when sometimes you get an indecent proposal, it's usually when someone's had too much to drink, they've had a bit too much rosé. And I think that rosé used to have a little bit of a stigma with being poorer quality and a bit of an afterthought by winemakers. But in recent years, it has become more of a serious wine and something that people are really um, wanting to buy. And rosé today is known as kind of the champagne of millennials, and it's increasingly popular. It's relatively cheap to buy, it's still drank very young, and it's enjoyed by just absolutely loads of people. And I like to think it's here for a good time, not a long time, which is, which is very, you know, apt for an indecent proposal. <laughs> um, and just to give you a bit of background how rosé is typically made, so it's typically made with red grapes and they're pressed in a way where you don't extract too much red flavor and color. So you, you press the grapes very, very gently or um, very quickly so that then you don't get too much of that, that color from the skins um, or, or the fl- too much flavor from, from the skins as well. Right, so where do we start? Jane, do you wanna kick us off? So this is a very apt topic as I received my first indecent proposal this week. Somebody asked me to have an affair with them. I didn't even realise we were like a fair years old. Like to me, a fair is what an adult has. I know we're adults, but it's like people who have kids that are in school and stuff, that's when affairs happen. Like the season that we're in is like first marriages and first kids at the moment. So to have have a a fair proposal, I was a bit like, what is going on? Um, And it literally had such such a big impact on me. So I'll give you a bit of background. So this person that um, asked me to have an affair with them, I've worked with them. Do I work with them currently? I've worked with them in the past. We'll give, give a bit of mystery there, but I know them through working together. Um, and we've literally had a couple of coffees at work um, and gone for lunch. That's it. So we don't have an incredibly deep relationship. Like this person barely knows me. I literally woke up on, so obviously we're filming this in 2020, recording this in 2020 when we're just coming out of the um, lockdown. So it was the first Saturday day out where we could go out eating and stuff Mm -hmm. so I was really really excited to go out with all my friends and woke up to a message from this person and I was like well that's a bit weird to message me through a um, business social networking website (laughs) Um, (laughs) I literally opened this message and I was like oh my god so basically he like poured his heart out about how he's having difficulties in his marriage and stuff like that and was just, I don't know where this came from. He's like, well, I think when I met you, you're such a cool girl. And he's like, no, this is a really weird thing to ask. But basically, yeah, when I've been affair with you, written in nicer words. And I was like, what, where has this come from? So yes. Like you said, Jenny, the message was sent very late. So he'd obviously had a bit to drink. And about 20 minutes later, he'd repeated after the message, like, I should never have said that. I just kept that in my head. 
but kind of let me know what you think. Like, I don't know what reply he expected from me to say like, yeah, let's have an affair sounds great. A fruitless relationship where I get nothing out of it. <laughs> Sign yeah. me up. Do you know what I mean? But I just like, wow, I just really, really shocked me. But what shocked me the most was how like it literally ruined my whole day. Yeah. I decided yeah. to go out and I just felt absolutely gutted. And I didn't, don't know really where that came from, but I think it's like you mentioned at the beginning, it's about boundaries and overstepping the mark. Um, because he basically walked into my Saturday, claimed something that really morally doesn't sit with me very well, and then kind of just like, there's no responsibility on his side, which I really struggled with. But just, yeah, a bit of a shocker it was, Jen. Yeah, and I think, well, you, you told me at the time as well, and it was just kind of, it got me quite angry because I thought, you know, actually this is really an unfair thing to do, to bring you into something that is clearly affecting him and his life and his, mm. you know, what's going on with him. And he's brought you into this without your consent almost. Mm. And it's been very, yeah, I think, you know, if you're, it's a little bit different if you were on a night out with said person and you're all having some drinks and there was a few flirty exchanges or yeah. you know, something had happened that way and you'd kind of got into a situation not that I would condone that or you know whatever but it's just th these things happen but to be to to come from it and, and message on social media you know you he, you know you're clearly not friends enough to have numbers like yeah exactly you, you're not even that level of we're we're friends like that mm. so it really is out of the blue and very inappropriate um, and yeah it makes me it made me angry that that someone had suggested that when they you know ha have a family and you know exactly and I think in the message you put like I know you're not this type of girl and I was like that really got me I was like what kind of girl do you think I am that I'm just gonna be like yeah I'll have an affair with you like I don't really that was a, that really hit me in an identity as well yeah but that's an exception to the rule I know loads of people that have affairs do I know people that are still together after the affair if they've had yeah I can tell you one or two people but knowing 10 or 12 affairs that have gone on that I'm you know party to it doesn't normally end well um and even sitting here like that's not something I personally want to engage with today but that doesn't mean in the future I might not have an affair like I don't, I don't know who I'll be in a, tomorrow even um, but I was just, yeah, right now it doesn't sit with me at all. No. And what was your reaction? Because obviously a, 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 you've, you've got all these mixed emotions kind of coming mm. up. So you're, you're kind of like shocked probably at the really first shocked. point because it's, it's unprofessional. It's from a colleague, you know, someone that you, and you trust this person because you work with them and you, you respect when you work with someone that they respect that boundary and mm. You know, it does take quite a bit of time when you're colleagues with people to then become friends because you've got to kind of like, you know, you start going off your nights out, you start getting, you know, you know a bit more about their life and then you actually become more friends. But it doesn't sound like this person was at that level of friend. You like... No, not at all. More like a, you know... Acquaintance uh, at work. Yeah, yeah, a good colleague, like, you know, a colleague at work. And, you know, that's... um We've all got, we've all got good colleagues at work. And, Definitely. yeah. Just strange. But yeah. So, my reaction was yeah. a bit, yeah. My reaction, I went into like therapist mode. So I was like, all like, obviously, he'd overshared on the state of his marriage. So I was 
uh, sort of tick every box and people will go ahead on their ticking their boxes and then when you get to your kid box after that there's not a huge amount like really that you need to socially do you know you get engaged you have get a boyfriend you get engaged then you get married then you have a baby or you get a dog and then you get a baby and at some point life changes a lot and I think once you have children your relationship is so tested Mm. or you know how you work together as a team how you deal with situations and a lot of people think you know when they have children especially I can't I can't really talk but you know I think some people think that it's going to be easier than it is and you know your relationship will completely change and I think that unless you're even if you're 100% secure with each other and like the best team ever you can still have troubles and Mm. I think it tests your character and your moral kind of fiber at that point so like okay and also your communication to be like okay so I'm with this person it's not going very well because we've just had a baby and it's tough how do I deal with this do I like just send off do you just then send off a message because you're just like well this isn't working so I'm gonna go to something else Mm -mm, exactly or do you think no actually I'm morally committed to this person it's a tough time because it's just generally a tough time and then you just work through it as adults and you know and you may at the end of it go your separate ways or you may not but it's having that kind of conversation yeah communication and I think that's really important and then so um tying it on to kind of the next thing that we could talk about um and I'll I'll ask you about your wine in a minute Um, but tying that into then going into dating as well so when you're you're setting your boundaries in dating or when you're meeting people in dating and Mm. understand like that's a really important thing to see if people are good communicators yeah um that's a hundred percent you know for me I'm like can I can I chat with this person is someone quite you know um do they pick things up in the conversation that other people wouldn't how in tune Mm -hmm. are they with their emotions and their communication you know how, how does that work um so I think that's really important um, so yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about dating boundaries. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking today? Oh, so I have got a rosé. So I've got a Coates de Provence rosé. Okay. Um, so south of France. Uh, and I would class Coates de Provence rosé as sort of the benchmark. It's very consistently good. It's very light in colour. You get lots of fresh, from this one, I've got lots of sort of grapefruity flavours. Lots mm. of kind of like ras, a little bit of touch of raspberry um very gentle very fresh um but no i just absolutely love it because it, it, you know what, it's so easy to just pop to you know it's in all of your local supermarkets yeah. you can just pick up a normal bottle um this one's a um a chateau de burn um mm-hmm. which is just beautiful as well so it's just a, a great wine to to try and yeah i love it and what's your one your one mine is so i did nearly get a coast de rhone but i was like i've got nose that to pick this bottle because it's nice um, which we'll put some info about in, in the show notes, but it's called La Luciole. See, my French is better than my German in pronunciation. <laughs> um, it's really, really nice. Like, the bottle is beautiful. I don't actually know that much more about it. It just has been de France on it. Lovely. And what are you getting from the flavours as well? I'm getting peach. Oh, lovely, lovely. Peachy ne- nectarini. Lovely. Do you get any red fruits as well? Do you get any, like, strawberry or mm. raspberry? Sometimes you can get those sorts of notes. Oh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a hint of raspberry. Lovely. Lovely. Very nice, very easy to drink. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's, that's kind of why I paired it with this conversation, because it's kind of easy. 
and it is like I feel like some of the indecent proposals they feel like the easy option or the easy way out because actually do you stay and you work at something and not to say that rosé is you know the easy option but you know it it can be in certain situations Mm -hmm. and you know instead of actually you know really focusing on spending the time to age a red or to Mm -hmm. age a white or you know doing all of the extra processes you can just quite quickly make a rosé so it it ties in quite well to that yeah that is a good that's a good match yeah yeah definitely um so let's talk about let's talk about dating boundaries um because i experienced this recently when i've started using um dating apps yeah i do find do you know what it's so so interesting and my dating experience uh being 30 is so different from what it was like when i was in my early 20s yeah early 20s i'd be chatting to about four or five different people and just kind of like keeping everybody going and you know i think as a 20 20 something year old you don't know yourself at you know who you are and what exactly. you're doing and stuff and dating as a 30 year old I'm going into it being like I know what I want I know what I like I know who I am mm-hmm. um, and I just want to chat to one person at a time and really like get to know that person um, and really see what they're about and you know work out their communication style and just really understand whether they're a good match and I don't think that you can do that when you're chatting to lots of different people at the same time yeah I I agree and the one thing that's come up is that there's been a few um kind of conversations that I've started having with people and I'm like oh we seem to be getting on some you know somebody sent me like a few voice notes and I'm like oh this is quite nice it's a bit different yeah then they were away for the weekend and they started sending me lots of selfies and they weren't like you know inappropriate um but I was like I feel like this is a, that's a bit of a strange boundary. We've not met and you're sending me like pictures all the time. And I'm a visual learner. So I'm like, okay, but I feel like it's a bit intense when you haven't met someone. That is and super intense. Yeah. I'm and I was a bit like, okay, this is not, and, and it's kind of like you're looking at it yourself and you're thinking, okay, so do I, am I feeling like, am I more attracted to unavailable men? So this is, he's super available. So am I not attracted because he's too available? And I was like, actually, do you know what? yeah, yeah. Maybe those, ba- that he doesn't have boundaries or doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be able to deal with that. And he did send me this photo, like out of the shower, like, or like pretty much like a very, like, there was bits that weren't being shown, but like it was almost naked. And I was like, flipping hell, that's like, that's a lot for like, we've not met. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. You're actually making me think of things that happened in the past. So I think on dating apps and stuff, I do remember like years ago, I hadn't met this guy and he kept being like, I'll send me a picture of you. I'm like, but you can see my pictures on my profile. So like, what are you getting at? And he kept sending me like topless pictures and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not engaged with this, but you remind me of this guy that I met in a bar. Oh my God. I literally saw it was like bank holiday saw him across the bar and I was like I'm gonna get with him yeah um, but he sent me the funniest dick pics he's <laughs> like pictures straight out of the shower with just a towel like yeah very but that was funny but I wasn't sending him anything back no and it was just like chit chat that's still pretty and he was really hot so maybe that's why he got away with it but to be honest I don't I don't really like it no no I think and before like I think when I was dating in my early 20s like not that I, I think I would have sent a lot of those sorts of, not, not um, like, you know, those sorts of pictures, but just like more pictures of myself having fun or like, you know, with the girls. Yeah. Uh, but it was more for validation maybe. 
And maybe I overstepped my own boundaries because I wanted other people to validate and say, oh, you look great. You look really nice. And but yeah, now I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. I might send the odd picture, but need to rein it in a little bit of like, okay. I think me and this guy were chatting for maybe like five days and I had seven selfies or something. It might have been even like, like over the course of the weekend I think I had about seven selfies and I was like and then he was like oh are you gonna send me a selfie back of you being home oh, I don't like that was, that was my next question for you like what do you do when someone asks you for pictures well at this point I was like oh okay fine and it wasn't like anything you know I just didn't have any makeup on so I was like it's okay but yeah toward, towards yeah I was like if he yeah I don't know if it was more like send us a photo like I don't know if it was more inappropriate I would have been absolutely not you know it was yeah it's just weird isn't it but now when I think of the 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 playing field and who who you're up against like um I was talking to one of my friends this was years ago and this guy's like no send me a picture of you naked and I was like not boundaries were like not comfortable with that my friend was like oh I've got loads of pictures just saved in my phone just to send to guys I was like you just send random guys on tinder pictures of you naked that you're never going to meet Jesus yeah, like, that's going to be in like a million group chats, but that's the, that's what's going on out in the field. Like people are doing that because obviously that fits within the boundaries of what they're okay with. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's right. I think that's a really good point. Is that it's the boundaries that you want to set yourself. Yeah. As you get older or as you go through different experiences, your boundaries will change. So some people might have very like limited boundaries, mm. and actually through experiences they like let their guard down a little bit more. Mm. Um, or you do the kind of opposite. And I feel like I'm bringing my boundaries um, a bit closer. I'm a bit like, you know, actually, I, I don't want to, I want to be careful. It's really hard, especially when you're drinking as well, because your boundaries will all be all over the shop when you're drinking. Um, and it's it's hard to, kind of, to kind of... I wouldn't want naked pictures on my phone of myself, though. Oh, what a good story for you. I used to work with, oh. I had a work colleague, and she'd obviously taken, like, naked selfies on her phone for online dating. And she'd worked a work event, so she took a photo of the event. <gasps> so her manager was like, oh, can I see the photos of the event? I was obviously swiping through really quickly and saw the naked photo of her. Can you imagine your manager seeing a naked photo of you? How embarrassing. No, so that's why I'm like, can't have naked pictures of yourself on your phone. No, I, no, I don't have any. And I, yeah, Christ, like, I'm always looking at my phone and like, I show pictures of, to everyone all the time. So I'd be like, if there was anything that, you know, yeah, go yeah. on another level yeah so dating boundaries is yeah and so I I, and it's also really interesting to just chat to different people um through these dating apps as well and I was I had a conversation with somebody and they kind of opened up I was like oh you know they're 36 they look like they've got a good job they've got some like quite professional photos they look like they're a good looking guy Hmm. I was like you know sounds interesting and he said oh I'm actually you know in your like London borough he was like oh I'm actually here house sitting or was staying in another house or something he was like oh I'm right by you um and I was like okay cool and he was saying he had flood damage in his flat and I was like oh that's hilarious like I've gone through a similar thing yeah I was like that's you know uncanny um anyway he was like do you and this was half eight and I think it might have been a Friday or Saturday night but I had had a busy week and I was like do you know what I just want a night in I really just don't want to go out at all Mm -hmm. I sit in I want to watch Netflix I want to have some wine um I just don't I just don't want to go out um and he was like oh yeah why don't you come over and I'm like oh I'm really sorry I'm not that sort of girl and 
he was like, oh no, well, I, you know, it, it was, it, it's not, nothing too heavy. It's just chill. And I was like, well, I have, I don't know you. And why would I come around to your house? Yeah. Or we'll go out and tutoring then. I'm like, it's half eight. Like I'm going to bed in an hour or so. And then he didn't stop. And he's honestly, I get a message from him like every couple of days um, being like, hey, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm not replying to this. You've asked me to go out with you. Like, it's indecent, like what you've proposed. Indecent proposals. Exactly. But I was like, that's really odd. Like, why would you, you know, I don't know. Like, are you that desperate? Like, and also, people must go over, right? Because I've had that before when you're chatting to someone and they're like, oh, I really want to see you. I was like, well, what do you want to do? It was, I remember talking to this Polish guy. I talked to lots of Polish guys, so don't I? Um, and he was hmm. like, I really like these really good looking guys. Like, oh, I'm really excited to go out on a date with him. And so like, we'd keep planning stuff and he'd be like, so it'd be like, all right, let, I'll see you on Saturday. Cool, come to Saturday. So what are we doing? And he's like, mm, I just got back from gym. Why don't you just come here? I don't want to do that. Yeah. 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 It's just, but obviously that's his style. Or yeah. he was telling me exactly what he was looking for with that statement. Yeah. It should be cool if I was looking for that. But that for me was like, no not working with my boundaries no exactly and I think it is it's just what you kind of want to go for at the time and I think if he'd have caveated it being like do you know what I know it's a bit late but you seem like I really like your profile and you seem like a really great girl and I never do this before but do you want to kind of fancy like a quick drink um if you're by like x pub do you want to just pop in there for half an hour or like you know an hour and just sit just see and if he'd have said something like that, I might have been a bit like, oh, okay. That's quite cute. Yeah, that sounds cute. I would have been yeah. Like, yeah, but he didn't. He was just like really like forward about it and really almost like quite pushy. And I was like, I don't know. I don't like that sort of. And I like to chat to people for like, you know, at least a few days to kind of gauge where, they're, where they are, like gauge their communication style, gauge, you know, so, you know, I was chatting to a guy for a day or so and he was like, oh, I don't, um, I'm allergic to rabbits and obviously I have house rabbits. So I was like, well, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and he, he said to me, he was like, but what, I'm, what if I'm the love of your life and you've turned me down because of your rabbits? And I was like, well, love my rabbits more. I was like, my rabbits and my family. So I don't know like why I would put, why would I put you above my family? Like I just exactly. wouldn't. So you've maybe seen quite funny. And I had another decent proposal. So I was obviously, it, you know, obviously been in the lockdown. Yeah. This guy, obviously never met him. But like quite a few weeks, like we talked like all day, every day. And then um, he was like, what are you up to today? And I was like, oh, I'm just sitting on my balcony, like drinking some wine. He's like, and he's just like, imagine we've been speaking for weeks. He's like, when are you going to invite me over to your flat? And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't, uh, you put me off you with that. And I was like, haha, one day. And I was like, actually, this is never going to go anywhere. He's like, hope that day's soon. And I was like, he goes to me anyway, but the point is, still overstepped the mark, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I had a few of those things in lockdown where I kind of met people, like through some of my wine courses and stuff. I'd be speaking to people, and um, they would be like, "Oh yeah, why don't you like drive over to ours and like we can, you know?" And I'm like, "But we're not supposed to be driving. Like, what? Why would I break this lockdown for a date, sort of thing? Mm. Like, I'm not that desperate. Um, you know, I'm quite happy. Like." in my own skin and on my own like you know it's, mm. it's good you know downtime but it's yeah like what boundaries are they wanting to make or what what are they willing to sacrifice and I think that yeah you just it's it's really interesting actually yeah 
We've got a lot of decent proposals between the two of us. And the thing is, plenty more to come in the future, I'm sure. I know, I know. It does, where does it end? Does, <laughs> it never ends, Jane. I think it will never end. I think there's going to be more affair proposals, more, loads more to come. But it's like knowing how, what, what the best way to react is, yeah. um, which is difficult, I think. Yeah, no, I think it is. And I think that the main thing is, is to communicate that you, your, your own boundaries and how you, you, you don't think it's okay and what, you know, don't, don't get sucked into a situation that you don't agree with. I think yeah. It's the main thing, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be, we're at that age now where people are starting to kind of have families. And I think that there's going to be challenges with that and, and how they kind of manifest will be interesting mm-hmm. to see, to see those different things. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting topic. It um, is. And I was always really excited. I was like, oh, in our late 30s, everyone's going to be going to have an affair. People are going to get divorced and make a new family with that. And actually, I'm like, no, actually, when you're actually in the, it's happening, and it's not funny. Yeah. And I think it seems maybe, I think maybe it's glamour, uh, like glamorized. It's glamorized. I always thought, oh, it's like, you know, forbidden. No, it's not cool. It's actually really shit. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It's just like, it's, it's, you know, I mean, how awful must it be to be like living a double life where you have to watch your phone you can't you know that level of anxiety that must exist constantly like you can't relax if you're doing that I mean that's not just the only reason to not do it but like do you know what I mean it's I'm too lazy I wouldn't have the energy to have I wouldn't be able to do it I'm just so lazy I'd be like can't have two relationships at once (laughs) I just morally just couldn't do that to somebody because for me I think that I, I really don't like the idea that somebody that I'm with would be flirting with someone else over message. Like mm-hmm. for me, that feels almost worse than if they went on a night out and just kissed a girl or something. Yeah. Like the, obviously both are bad and I would hate to have both happen. But for me, it's much worse when there's kind of that non drunk kind of chat on text. It's seeking that connection. That's obviously missing weird from for whatever reason in your relationship which happens with time but it's yeah. actually the a betrayal so you couldn't come to me and talk to me as your partner about where we are in our relationship you thought you'd just cultivate a new connection yeah that's not what i want to sign up to no exactly and it's that lack of loyalty i think mm. as well and like yeah as you said it's all about communication i think is mm-hmm. is the main thing how you deal with it and if you're in that situation then how you respond to it Hmm. so yeah interesting very interesting it is and I think the moral piece is really interesting because I'm sitting here now like oh my god I wouldn't have an affair but ultimately I don't know what I'll do in the future because people do engage with it all all the time every day people are having affairs yeah I just think it's interesting it's like I'd like to believe it's something I'd never do but can I guarantee that I'd never do it I can't yeah yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's the same for everyone. I mean, I think that you go in being like, this is where morally I stand, but you don't know the situation that you might be in or, you know, yeah, I think, I think you're right to be like, actually, let's look at this in a balanced way and mm-hmm. not just say, I'm never going to have an affair. I'm never going to, you know, I don't want that. That's never going to happen. You know, it, you, you may do it accidentally. You might not even know. You may be in a situation, yeah, you may be in a situation where you dating a guy and you find out that he's got, you know, a family or you find out that he's got a girlfriend or a fiance and it's happened. And I've heard many of these stories from ladies themselves. And yeah, definitely. 
that's definitely happened to me. You know, when you meet someone, you get with them on a night out. I remember I got with this guy and like, um, he was a uh, sports, famous athlete, we'll call it that. Um, oh, this happened to me twice, two famous athletes. What, what do I, what is wrong with me? Anyway, <laughs> so like my friends, so obviously I went to find them on Twitter the next day. And I remember I went on one famous athlete number one's page and his last picture was him proposing to girlfriend. And I was like, and you just got <gasps> last night. That was famous athlete number one, famous athlete number two. I didn't believe he was a famous athlete. My friend was like, he is, he plays rugby for England. I was like, no, he's a fireman. Believe in everything he said. And he's like, I'm going to take you out. I live really close to you in Surrey. I was like, oh, no, this is so cool. So in the cab back to our flat and she like Googled him and she's like, look. And he had a Daily Mail story with his, his girlfriend who's seven months pregnant. I was like, oh. oh my God. It is, it is like that. And I've, I've definitely um, kissed a few guys on nights out before and like you can just tell as well like they they're all like into you and they're all like you know the chat and stuff and then you're like and I remember saying this this was a good few years ago but I remember getting this guy and then on his phone it was a picture of him and this girl and I was like is that your girlfriend he was like no no no, it's my cousin I was like that is just bullshit like yeah like that just really is and as soon as I got home then I, he sent me basically a, like a selfie clearly that he was like that he must have had, like that he just sends to everybody. And I was like, absolutely not. And I, you know, I, I managed to find him on Instagram and then found out that he actually had a girlfriend. He's still with that girl now. But I think I got like a random text message, maybe like a year later being like, hey, how are you? Do you want to meet up? And I was like, no, so weird, so weird. I was like- and it is rubbish. It's a rubbish move from them as well. Cause like, you're like, oh my God, this guy's really cool. I really like him. And then you have no idea. You have to take people at face value and trust them when you meet them. Yeah. And this is not just, um, this is not just true for like, obviously we, we're giving the, we're sort of dishing out dirt on men here, but this is, this works both ways, right? So this mm. is, you know, we're giving our accounts and our personal accounts, but actually women are just as, you know, just as, you know, likely to do this as well. Like it's, it's, yeah, maybe yeah. less likely. I don't know the stats on it, but, um, yeah, it, it works both ways, really. So, yes, it does indeed. Right. Um, you so, mentioned earlier, Jen, just before we finish, mentioned earlier that obviously um, Rosé is becoming more popular with millennials. So do you think affairs will become more popular? <laughs> or do you think we'll just hear about it more now because we're affair, affairs years old now? We're turning into that phase. I, do you know what? I have no idea. I, I would like to say that it wouldn't. Do you know what? I think it might not because I feel like people are not getting, there's less marriages, right? I feel like there's less marriages. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, they, they say that the marriage rate's going down or people, I think people are just older when they get married now. Yeah, so I feel like people are, think, and because of the expense that you have to spend on a wedding, I think that it's not a quick, you know, when I, especially when my parents got married, it would be like a, right, we want to get married, sort of like three months, we'll go, like, you know. Yeah. But now it's like, no, you'll you'll wait a year and a half to save the money to do the planning and all the thing and actually maybe you're, you know, you're considering that person for a longer period of time than, than before. So maybe it's, you're less likely to choose the wrong person maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's always going to be those situations where, you know, things don't work out or it ends on a sour note. So yeah, we will, we will see. We will see. Many more indecent proposals to come. But how, <laughs> how have you enjoyed your rosé? I really liked it. 
Loved it. I, 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 you know what I'm like? I'm probably like red wine drinker. Yeah. But you've slowly converted me to a white wine and rosé. Yeah. No, I do. And mine, mine's beautiful as well. Like, I just really... I just love that it's such an easy drink and you don't have to, I mean, you can pair it with food. So what I really love pairing um, rosé with curries or spicy food or Thai mm-hmm. food as well. But I, I just really love about it is you can just drink it on your own, like on its own. Yeah. Um, I just think it's lovely and it's a nice summer, summery drink and you can just. It's such a summer drink, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's just, it's just great just to drink and just to be like, I just want a nice, easy, refreshing drink that isn't going to cost the earth and I don't really have to think too hard about. It's just a, you know, a really nice, a nice buy, I think. It's, it's always nice to have a bottle of rosé in the house. It definitely is. Yeah, cool. So any more last, last thoughts, Jane? Any last thoughts? No, just, just always a shocker to get a decent proposal, but they're actually, from our conversation, they're actually a lot more common than you think. I think yeah. I'm a bit more blatant now. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. So if anyone does have an indecent proposal that they want to share, please do let us know because we'd love to hear from it as well, wouldn't we? That would be read out some good ones. We can always read out some good ones. That would be fine. So I think we're just about out of time. So let's wrap up. So thank you everybody for joining us. Um, please do leave a rating, a review and subscribe. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.